Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Well, here we go for our next episode of Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. And our topic today is relationships. So I feel like I could talk really fast, Laurel, because we have so much to say. <laughs> because we have so many relationships, a lifetime of relationships that we have as lessons and examples. I know, I know. So let's start with talking about how we have this new relationship. Let's share a little bit, you know, um, with our listeners, how we didn't know each other at all before our first recording, which was just a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, uh, we had followed each other on Instagram. And that's how we first got to kind of get to know each other and say, hey, I, I, I kind of like what this gal's saying. And I, I'm, oh, ooh, I like what she posted today, right? And kind of heard your voice and started to resonate. And, um, and so, yeah, that was the beginning of our relationship. And isn't that part of the, what's possible in the world today through social media? It is. And it's so interesting because when I think about after, after we started following each other, yeah. you know, my first thought is, oh, another coach named Laurel. We have the same name. I know. Um, and then after we, after our first conversation, our first meeting, yeah. I discovered I had your journal, your book on my bookshelf. And I thought, what kind of universe is this? That <laughs> a year ago I buy your book and then we are becoming friends and oh. in relationship with each other. Yeah. And podcast hosts. <laughs> oh, so much fun. I know. Yeah. I know. And I want to just tell the listeners, you know, for, for me, um, you know, this podcast journey has been a really interesting journey because it's something I think in the background, I always wanted to do, like I've had a YouTube station for a long time and um, started in 2012 making small videos because I just wanted to get comfortable with my own voice and seeing myself on camera and and just, it was, it was part of my self-development. And so, you know, I think that podcasting really, it's just developed in this year of, I, I really, it's time for me to do this podcast thing. And I didn't really have any, I, clear idea about what that was going to be. I knew I want to talk about this beautiful work that we do. And it was kind of this synchronistic experience, how it just came to be. And I was having a conversation with my son and my, my, one of my besties, and they were, we were kind of joking about the podcast. And then we walked away from that. And I thought, no, I'm really going to do this. And then I had like literally a hit. I need to ask Laurel Boyvin if she is interested in doing this with me. And it was, it's been very intuitive and very off my analytical path. It's been, you know, does this feel right? Does this feel right? And just going and doing it and not second guessing it. Very. What I love about all of that is a podcast was not something that I thought I was ready for. 
you know, in my business, it wasn't where I wanted to be investing my time. Um, But for the last several years, I've been working with my energy practitioner about freeing up the movement of energy um, through my throat chakra. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then here we are using our voice and um, speaking our truth and being visible. Um, And the timing could not have been better. Um, And I remember in our first meeting when we were talking about maybe the concept of a podcast and I asked, let's not overthink this. Let's just do it. Um, There aren't many things in my life I have just jumped into without knowing exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Maybe if nothing else, the last year during the pandemic has taught me that uncertainty can really be fun and and a growth period. So here we are, uncertain, what's coming next? That's right. That's right. Developing a new relationship. So as you know, we just want our listeners to know, really, our our only contact has been as we've been podcasting, we've had a couple, we had a couple meetings prior to, you know, make sure that we wanted to do it and get ourselves set up and all that. But we're really coming to know each other and growing our relationship through these conversations. And that's really what relationships are all about. In the end, they're really one conversation after another and getting to know one another and learning about one another and finding out whether we want to spend more time together, whether we have things in common, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, as adults, it's not always easy to make new friends and enter new relationships. Our life is full, yeah. but there is something really, really special about starting a new relationship. You know, it, it's that, curiosity and inquisitive nature of our being, I think yeah. that really allows, you know, new beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. fun. I know. So fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad you said yes, Laurel. And here we are and, and, you know, experiencing this together and sharing, you know, with our listeners, this, um, all these, all these ideas and thoughts about, um, you know, this beautiful inner work. It's, it's such a beautiful, um, pathway to creating the life that you really want. I think that's, you know, what we're promoting here is this idea of really being willing to dig in and look at these topics and start to look at yourself and, and really the beautiful work is really about paying attention to things that you might not otherwise be paying attention to. I think you kind of alluded to that in our last relationship, yeah. you know, in our last yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give a little lesson to our listeners in um, what is called relational psychology. And I'm going to do this to help hopefully our women and men listeners both to understand a little bit about um, women's psychology and the difference between women and men's psychology. And I had this beautiful lesson given to me um, when I was in graduate school from uh, just a wonderful professor in a a class called Women in the Family. And she described how when women come into the world through the birth process, that women look at mother and they see that as they are becoming aware and conscious, I'm like mother. And so for women's psychology, our survival is about staying in relationship to mother. And so our 
literally our psychological world is built around being in relationship to this other person. And so our relation, this is how the whole body of women's relational psychology came to be. You know, as we studied this, we came to understand that this is how women develop in the world, how we begin to also grow and, and, and um, thrive or not. And that for men, when they come into the world, boy looks at mother and at some point in his development realizes I'm not like mother and his role and his experience is in individuating or becoming different than being okay with becoming different than mother going and finding my own path because I'm not like mother. And, and this is kind of basic and very primary and there's a lot more to it, but I think it gives our listeners and us a place to begin with this idea of, um, you know, how we show up in relationships is often different for men and women. And it isn't just, you know, I don't want to call it black and white. It's not just one way or another. All, all women are like this and all men are like that because there are other many other factors that come into play as we're growing, how our relation, how we relate to mother, how we relate to father and all of those begin to modify all this a little bit. But we really want to anchor into the truth of as women, you know, we begin with a sense of we, in order to survive, we have to stay in relationship to that primary other. And that's really big. That really impacts us greatly, don't you think? I do. And I, you know, it's so, um, it's something that is just so inherent in who we are that, you know, women are the nurturers and the gatherer. I mean, the, um, the, they bring people together. They bring families together. They, they hold a community together. Um, and then, you know, men are hunting and gathering, right? Yeah. Um, and so, very external from kind of that, that family center. Um, and so it is fascinating to me. And I always have thought about this as, as women who think in circles or act in circles, live in circles in a community and, and men who tend not to, to be circle oriented, but more of a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so fascinating. And, and listening to the psychology, you know, it made me think about, there was a point in my life, perhaps when I swore I was never going to be like my mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be that. And, and uh, you know, it, and then I probably acted more like my father, you know, in yeah. searching a business mind, professional, you know, career. Um, and so it's really interesting, not just what's inherent in us, but the in outer external influences on us and how that affects our relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And our relationships, you know, it, this is interesting too, because I think the more, the more psychology, you know, the more we advance and we learn all these things and we're gathering up all this interesting information. I think, you know, one of the things that we're discovering too, like people that do deathbed work that in the end, you know, what people are saying, many people are saying when they're get to the deathbed, right. Is, what was really important were those relationships. And so many people regret that they didn't pay more attention to their relationships or make their relationships right, or figure out how to make peace in relationships that were really important. And, and so this is really big work that we're talking about today because I mean, nobody wants to be lying on their deathbed wishing they had done their life differently. That's, that's a bad place to be. You know, that's really an, a, a pain, a very painful place to be. And so now we have the opportunity to look at it. We do. And, you know, it, um, being in that place on your deathbed with regrets, mm -hmm. that is harder than doing the work now. 
Doing the work is not always easy, not comfortable sometimes, but it sure beats the alternative. I know, I know. And, and, you know, I would say that in my work as a coach for, for the entire time and as a therapist, so much of what I've worked on with people has been being able to make peace in relationships in order to have a more peaceful experience in their own life, one that they can relax into and feel good about. And so this is, this is not a topic, um, you know, that we can go into lightly or, or take lightly. This is one that truly is um, life making and changing when we address our relationship issues that, that aren't really working for us. This can be a, a game changer completely. It really can. And I think, um, you know, when you think about the relationships that we're in that are out of obligation, mm. you know, those are hard. Those are the ones we often need to make, make peace with. Mm. And sometimes it requires making peace with the relationship we have with ourselves. Yeah. And we talked about relationship with self in our last episode. Mm. Um, but giving, giving ourselves permission to really decide is a relationship right for us is it is it complementary of mutually complementary for both people in the relationship um and those are tough questions when when we are tied in relationship you know um when the relationships may not feel like our choosing yeah yeah i mean family is one example right sometimes it's work our work relationships right um Anything else come up for you as you think about like relationships that aren't necessarily- I'll say marriage, you know, as, as my first marriage till death do us part, that was my intention. And, right. and it was really difficult working through my relationship with myself at that time and my relationship with my husband at that time of, is this the right relationship? Is it mutually complimentary? Are we bringing out the best in each other? Um, you know, and that was hard. That's hard work. It is hard work. It is hard work. And marriage, I think, I just want to speak to this a little bit, you know, and, and invite our listeners to, to give their thoughts on this too, um, is, you know, I think marriage overall is changing. It's the institution of marriage is very different than it was so many years ago. And, um, you know, it's very, it's very difficult, you know, often to address the topic of divorce when it's connected to a religious belief around it. But when we look at divorce as the end of a relationship that's not working or that isn't, you know, fulfilling or, or has run its course even, right, is that's a different way of beginning to explore. And and so for many of us, you know, that are on a, a spiritual pathway in this lifetime and are really developing spiritually, oftentimes that sometimes that means, you know, that we do have to leave relationships that we didn't think that we were going to and or 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 we really feel conflicted about and that's hard that's really hard it is hard and and some of that i think is cultural some of it is religious belief some of it might be our own values right mm-hmm. you know keeping our word right mm-hmm. um and not understanding that something may run its course yeah. not and and this i think is a topic that we could explore all day mm-hmm. but you know is there a is there a a season for a relationship? Or is it really rational, reasonable to expect a relationship to last forever? Uh, you know, that is, that's the topic that could take a long time to, to explore. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And worthy of, of having conversations about. And I think that, you know, one of the ways that we can have these relation, uh, these, these conversations probably in a, in a more healthy and open kind of way is if we get rid of the right, wrong paradigm, I think, you know, the right, wrong paradigm often makes it really hard to talk about these kind of topics and, and let them just be curiosity and exploration and, and investigation of what we really feel or believe more deeply inside. Right. Yeah. And we, we talked in the last episode about non-judgment, right. And, and being an observer and, and can we do that with our relationships, right? Get rid of the right, wrong um, aspect and really, how is it feeling? You know, is it, is it grow? Am I growing in this relationship? Am I, whatever the questions are rather than right, wrong. Yeah. Um, And I often think, you know, back to the season of a relationship, you know, things come and go into our lives, jobs come and go, houses come and go. Um, You know, there's this seasonality, I guess, of life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, at least in my own life, I've had relationships that have come and gone and I've learned and grown through them. Um, and they've been okay to let go of yeah. because that just felt like the, what was supposed to happen, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's beautiful to be able to live in that flow and that cycle of life yeah. without holding too tight and trying to force something to stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love um, when, when we allow when we can allow you know relationships that feel like they've run their course to just again organically let go and and sometimes they just fade away and i think sometimes people struggle with that you know they feel like is it wrong to just let it fade away or or not and i and i i feel like again we go back to there's no right or wrong you know it's okay it's all okay i think it's rather you feel you know how you feel about it you know if if the season is over for that relationship it's okay to let it go this also comes into let me let, let me talk about the relationship bullseye too because um, this is a really helpful tool for our listeners to use is if you if you take a piece of paper and you draw like a bullseye and on the inside you put this is a way to like kind of a scope out how your relationships work in your life and where you want them and what's working and what's not working is in the inner circle of your bullseye are going to be the people that you trust the most. They're going to be the people that you can tell everything to that you have confidence in, you know, you respect fully all of that kind of stuff. And then other relationships that don't have that complete intimacy that would be in that inner bullseye start to find their place on the outer tiers of that bullseye. You know, you might have somebody that's a really good friend and you talk about a lot of things, but there's some things you don't really want to talk about or you can't talk about with them or you don't have in common. And so you kind of, you know, and they're maybe out here. And then you might have other relationships that um, really are more for convenience, you know, neighbors that you are friendly with and you help each other out, but you're not really, you know, that. and they're in this outer tier. And so to begin to, you know, do that work of, mapping your relationships and how they're operating in your life and and who these people are often helps us to to define them and grow comfortable with the limitations and sometimes in our relationships yeah that's really really good um and and one of the things that you know as as you enter new relationships or meet new people you know 
letting them happen and then deciding what, you know, what circle they're in, in, in the bullseye. Right. And, and is that okay? Is that the good, the best place for that relationship? And knowing that we probably need relationships at every level in order to really have a full life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to see that bullseye too, is that, you know, having people in every tier, you know, or in most of the tiers helps in, in, you know, kind of a well-rounded life experience to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. Um, I was just, just, um, what was coming up for me, you know, Laurel was this idea of, um, how hard it is sometimes to have a relationship that doesn't feel mutual. And I feel like as we're evolving and growing, um, that this kind comes up more and more as a theme too in my coaching practice is people that are desiring having more mutual kind of relationships where sometimes they feel like they're in uneven relationships, you know, um, I, I, I give more, I talk more, I listen more, I, you know, um, I'm, I'm seem to be doing more for them or whatever. And so one of the explorations with this, um, and, and, and how it fits into this inner work, this beautiful work we're talking about is sometimes these relationships can help us claim who we really want to be, you know? So sometimes when these don't feel mutual, it becomes, are you showing up the way you really want to show up in that relationship? And if you are, then does that mean the tier, you know, this person is in a different tier. And if you're not showing up the way you want to show up, how are you going to change? Yeah. And what will that mean for the relationship? And this is the tricky part, right? Absolutely. I know I have struggled with that. You know, I, Um, oftentimes, you know, I evaluate my role in a relationship and then I start to really explore, you know, am I living my values in that relationship? And that's for a challenge for me because, you know, while honesty, integrity, are values of mine, loyalty is a value of mine. And sometimes the loyalty is in direct conflict with the honesty or the integrity Mm. Um, and so it, it really is, you know, it's hard to look at relationships and think, you know, how is this relationship serving me? And I know we talked last episode about the shadow side is, is it serving my shadow? Is it serving my light? Like, Mm. is it healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Where's my resistance coming from in either exploring the relationship more deeply, committing to a relationship more deeply, or we're letting it go yeah. and walking away from a relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this topic is a hard one. It's a hard one. And it's a big one. There's so much to be talking about. So let's, I want to, uh, as you were making your last point, I was thinking about how this, I feel like this, this um, idea is really great for us to explore a little bit right now is the idea of these, uh, you know, imp- relationships that sometimes we're in that feel like they're, we can't, we can't leave them. You know, they, maybe they're family relationships. Maybe you're um, in a relationship 
um, uh, a marriage relationship and in-laws, you know, that, that are there and they're not really people that you want to be friends with, or they're not people that you really even respect wholly and fully. How do you maintain a relationship in a way that feels right and good for you? You know, and this is sometimes some of the best growth work that we can have and not easy work. And sometimes we do need help with this kind of stuff because sometimes our shadow gets in the way. So working with a therapist or working with a coach in these kind of circumstances can be really, really useful. But I know I'm going to talk about myself for a minute, you know, is the relationships that I have struggled the most with and particularly the ones that are, are relationships that I know I need to stay in or I want to stay in for family reasons are the ones where the what I'm the person is is actually demonstrating a shadow part of me that I don't like and that's a predominant a predominant quality in them and I'm and I'm judge inside I'm judging it which I don't like doing and don't want to do and so I'm all in a twist over here right because I'm like oh I don't feel good about myself I'm judging I'm like but when I've taken the time to sit with myself and recognize I have that quality, I am that too, right? And how it's showing up in them isn't necessarily how it's showing up in me, but I need to acknowledge that I have that quality too. And it helps me soften to being okay, staying in the relationship um, and figuring out how to just have a cordial experience with people. Yeah. Oh, that is really rich. Um, and, and I do the same. I, um, you know, my, the philosophy that I am you and you are me, that we are all, we are all connected and all one. Um, you know, I start with what, what do we have in common? Right. And not just the superficial in common that we like, we both like our coffee with cream. Um, but more, what are the characteristics and the traits that I also have? And I love that you brought up that oftentimes they're the shadow side. They're the part of me that maybe I don't want to be faced with. Yeah. And so then I'm being faced with them with someone in my external view, right? Yeah. Um, but that helps me a lot think about I am you and you are me in in treating that person with at least some curiosity and kindness, yeah. right? Some, maybe it's even compassion. Um, and we talked about self relationship with self recently and, you know, self-compassion is not easy. And for me, it's often easier to be compassionate towards someone else. So as I am being compassionate with someone who's exhibiting my shadow characteristics, it allows me to at least be more self-compassionate and understanding about that side of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I often call those people messengers, you know. Yeah. Um, right, right. We, right? Yeah, coming back to that idea. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. What is the message, and what can I learn from this relationship? Yeah, yeah. And if I if I am judging that part of them, then I'm judging that part of me too, right? And so some part of me is 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 won't allow that to be or thinks I'm bad because of it. And how can we just say, no, I just don't want to express that, you know, in the world because I feel like that's not who I, who I want to be or how I want to show up and soften to the idea that not everybody else feels that way about that quality. 
but that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And not everybody is uncomfortable expressing that quality, right? Yeah. And so that, you know, talk about the judgment. Sometimes I I may meet someone who, you know, we we previously talked about maybe something that felt being, you know, being selfish, right? I may meet someone that I view as selfish. And my judgment of that person may be harsher because I don't dare to be selfish. Yeah. And yeah. so it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. And I, you know, I think about that whole idea of selfish, which we probably should just do a whole podcast on actually, because it's really a, a topic that's, I think a lot of people struggle with a lot, a lot of people struggle with, and especially with all the narcissism that is being talked about and viewed in the world. Um, but this idea of, um, you know, being able to look at somebody else that's exhibiting a quality that you don't admire or don't think highly of, or you're trying to get rid of in yourself, right? And we come back to how, how is their life working for them better because they have that quality? You know, like this is some of the ways that we can begin to explore and use relationships for our own personal growth, for our own doing our own inner work and developing this beautiful work more and more and more um, is, is make every relationship an opportunity of exploration um, for yourself, as well as, you know, the other person, if, if the relationship is going to grow and expand. Yeah. yeah. And, and the question I would encourage our listeners to ask in that exploration is how is this relationship serving me? Yeah. 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 And how am I serving in this relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And the relationships that you're really struggling with beginning to own, how do you want them to be different? You know, I think oftentimes that's one of the things particularly challenging for many women as we talk about relational theory and this whole idea of the psychology of relationships um, is oftentimes we think we have to stay the same in the relationship, but we don't have to. We can change it and we can start to show up differently. And if we want it to be different, really, we have to be the ones to start to initiate some of those changes. And, you know, I think about sometimes that means the the relationship, it does threaten the relationship and and it could possibly be the end of the relationship. If you show up authentically, the question is, are you willing to risk that, you know, which, which is, which value is more important or how, where are you right now in your development that you might need to become that? Yeah. And, and how willing are you to be patient and let the relationship grow no different than you are growing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, sometimes I think it's our own fear that our growth will change the relationship and that uncertainty of how will the relationship change rather than, you know, that acceptance of, um, or awareness that I'm growing and changing. What makes me think that my relationship can't grow and change also? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I want to end on that positive note. I want to, I just want to kind of wrap it up right there because I do feel like that's the possibility. And oftentimes we shy away from it. We, we think, oh no, this is going to be a problem versus why couldn't this be a, a positive? Yeah. 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 Good that, and that reminds me of one of the questions I ask a lot in coaching. Is that a problem? Mm. Is it a problem? I am uncertain about how the relationship will change. Yeah. 
Is it a problem? Is it a problem? Yeah. Laurel, um, any um, final um, thoughts about uh, questions for uh, our listeners to do some exploration on this one? Relationship? So I guess the, the, the thought I would like to leave our listeners with is um, knowing that relationships play a, a critical role in our life and enrich our life. How, how can each and every one of us value relationships and the relationships we're in without sacrificing ourselves? Beautiful. That's beautiful. Everybody write that down, write it down, rewind, write it down. And I'm going to encourage everybody to get a piece of paper or two and make your bullseye. Where are the people in your bullseye? And you might, after you do that, um, take a look at it and say, wow, are there people that you want in a different place in that bullseye and create a second bullseye of what you're going to work towards, you know, in terms of what would be healthier or more in line with your values or what you want, you know, and begin to have that be a pathway to creating change, positive change. I can't wait to do that myself. <sighs> Thank you so much, Laurel. Great conversation again today. Really As appreciate always. your thoughts and um, the way that you express them. It's just really, I find it so helpful and, and rich. So thank you. You're welcome. And I am so grateful to be in relationship with you. Uh, me too. And such a new, fun relationship for me. I know. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you next time. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.